HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Michter's Distillery. Visit michters.com to find out how their taste is everything, cost be damned, attitude is creating some of the finest whiskeys available. I'm Erica Wides, host of Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Good morning. You're listening to In the Drink on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I am your host, Joe Campanelli. Uh, excited to be here with you today. And when I am not here hosting In the Drink, you can certainly find me at one of our restaurants, Delanima, Lartuzzi, La Picho, or our wine bar in Fora, where I am the beverage director. And if you like what you hear today, feel free to listen to past episodes at HeritageRadioNetwork.org or on iTunes. Um, I'm excited today to have a producer of some of the most beautiful, soulful, uh, complex, and delicious wines coming out of Sicily right now um, from the eastern side of Sicily on the active volcano Mount Etna. Uh, we have Giuseppe Russo from Girolamo Russo. Uh, you can find these wines at our restaurants, and he's making just beautiful, complex wines that I, I think are really delicious. Welcome to In the Drink, Giuseppe. Hello, <laughs> everyone. Um, and we also have um, his uh, distributor. We have Trisha from Pane Bianco. Pane Bianco is a, a great distributor um, here in New York. Uh, we work with them uh, for plenty of delicious wines, not only the Girolamo Russo wines, but uh, Pietra Cupa, Marissa Cuomo, and plenty of other delicious wines. So uh, welcome in the studio, Trisha. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. All right. Uh, Giuseppe, you have a unique story as to how you got started. Um, I know that your idea was not to make these beautiful wines, but instead you maybe wanted to go into music and literature. Uh, when I started, I, I have an idea to, to make uh, so, so wines. Uh, because uh, my education is uh, very different. I studied uh, piano and mu classic music and uh, literature. And then in uh, 2003, when my father Girolamo uh, died, 
and uh, I decided to continue the the tradition, the family tradition that. Uh, uh, was uh, a tradition of uh, my father uh, uh, cultivated the, the the grapes and uh, sold the grapes, but uh, this is uh, the tradition of the Etna uh, uh, was a tradition of uh, wine bulk. Uh, I started to uh, to ma- to make. And the wine in the bottle. Right. And so in 2003, when you got started, wines on Mount Etna had only been bottled for a very short amount of time. The history of growing grapes, a yes. very, very long time, but in terms yeah. of quality bottled wine, just for just for a little bit. Was that a, a, a hard decision for you to make? I, I know your, your family wasn't making bottled wine when you were getting started. Uh, to making i it's uh, it uh, was uh, enough easy because uh, i i had uh, some uh, good teachers and uh, like uh, marco de grazia other producers mm-hmm. uh, more uh, like marco de grazia frank cornelison Andrea Franchetti, and uh, at that uh, the, 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 they helped me to to uh, start to this education. It must have been a very exciting time on uh, Mount Etna. It seems that so many great producers together at the same time were starting their own projects. What was the feeling like uh, uh, w- with everyone? Ah, it's very good. With uh, some producers, uh, w- uh, we are friends before uh, then, then uh, colleagues. Colleagues? Yes. Sorry for my English, but... Uh, uh, that's quite all right. Still better um, much better than my Italian. And uh, yes, and you... <laughs> Yeah, certainly, your your winemaking skills speak for themselves. Um, but when when you were young, did your father try to pressure you into staying at the family farm, or was he happy, or your family was happy that you were pursuing music? No, when uh, when I I, I, I was uh, I was young, I I preferred to run away by from the, the from my village because I, I, I live in a in a village uh, called Passo Pisciago. Now is enough famous for the wine lover, but uh, when I was a child, is an unknown place uh, with uh, no opportunities for uh, because I. I wanted to to go to cities like Catania when I've been I I lived for uh, uh, ten years years before my uh, my experience uh, as a producer. Excellent. And you you came back and what were what was the state of the vineyards at that point? Were they uh, producing for uh, organic wine, or are they producing yes. bulk wine? I I produce uh, uh, in uh, the cultivation. In my uh, is organic, but organic uh, for me, uh, 
I prefer to use another another term, mm -hmm. you no know, organic but traditional, because uh, in on the Etna there there are uh, several uh, uh, vineyards, very very old vineyards, and uh, the f for this reason I I think the right. Uh, Cultivation was uh, the uh, the cultivation the traditional cultivation. Yes, and uh, I have uh, very old vines and uh, about uh, about sixty eighty years old and more, but not only I. Mm -hmm. oh. Many people have these and yes. and these very ancient vines that have a low yield, low production were just being used for for bulk wine for in the in a big jug. No, before. I I produce uh, not not for you now, but in the in the past years. In the past for bulk. Yes, only yes. for bulk. It's amazing. Yes. Yes. And the old vines at what point did, was there a change from Bush train vines or Alberello vines to more modern ways of training vines. Uh, I don't know if I understand. Well. In the in the past years, yes, there was always the bush, the Alberello, yes, right. And today, when people plant new vines, do yes. they plant Alberello or they plant Gio or something? I, I planted the, both Alberello and the, and the rose. Uh, also, in my young vines. I, I have uh, uh, six six hectare of young, ten years old vines, vines. but uh, I I think is uh, that uh, Alberello now is very difficult to, to cultiv cultivate uh, well because uh, 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 the Alberello on the Etna uh, you uh, you you can't uh, cultivate with machines and uh, it's uh, too difficult to to find uh, workers uh, that uh, uh, for cultivate well al alberello okay and maybe is uh, you can have a better uh, uh, results results with uh, another uh, method of cultivation. Okay. And System. if you see old Alberello, is it for sure ungrafted? Or was there a time when people started grafting uh, the roots for the Alberello? Yes. Is always uh, by Franco. Franco. Piede Franco. Piede okay. Uh, in, uh, also in... Uh, in there is uh, Pierre Franco uh, together. This the, is some geeky stuff we're getting American, into today. Yes. American roof. Root. <laughs> yes, together. And, and uh, the same vineyard. Somewhere. In the same vineyard. Because uh, uh, also uh, the, the, the old vineyards are until, uh, now, until uh, uh, here and uh, now. Because uh, uh, when uh, a plant uh, died, uh, uh, you uh, uh, you plant again another another plant, mm -hmm. and uh, for this reason you can find uh, in uh, uh, both al alberello 
uh, Alberello, sorry, uh, Pierre Franco and uh, in America. Uh, and do you notice a difference in the grapes from the Pieri Franco grapes and the American rootstock? Uh, it's difficult to answer. I, <laughs> I, it needs to try to vinify the, in the same the, in the same place uh, Pieri Franco and uh, no Pieri Franco. Uh, the same place, the same conditions, the same vinification, the same to understand if uh, there is a uh, uh, difference, uh, uh, important difference. I don't, uh, I don't know. Yes, that's uh, okay. It's okay to not know. Yeah, someone has to do this exact experiment and, and to really understand it, and it, it hasn't I been done. I prefer, usually I prefer to, uh, to have a... Uh, 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 um, uh, 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 best uh, result yes. to uh, during the harvest to uh, choose my the the the, the big the, the big plants in uh, and uh, and separate the mm-hmm. the the other plants yeah to obtain the 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 best result and you said that in the past was when a plant died, they would replant a new one. Um, I, you have some very, very old vines of Norello Mascalese and Capucho. What is the lifespan of one of those vines? What's the oldest grapevine on Etna? When does it stop? When, when, when do they usually die? Uh, the, the, a plant. You see? Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't know if I understood well. And how many years um, can a plant of Norello Mascalese mm, live? Live. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, more than uh, 100 years old. More than. But uh, I, it's, uh, it's, uh, I don't know if uh, there are studies about this uh, question. Uh, question, maybe. So it's is still. It, it sounds like it's it, still an exciting time on Etna because people are still learning so much about uh, about the land, about the grape, and how to make high quality wine from it. Right? There's. It sounds like there's still a lot to learn. C'è ancora di imparare a Mount Etna con le uve. We we are just uh, at the. Be, the beginning, the, yeah. yes. Oh, the, the, it needs to study the past. Uh, there, there, there is, there uh, aren't very, very serious studies for these questions like uh, Alberello, non Alberello, the life of uh, this, uh, the. Pregonos, phyllosera, prephyllosera. It needs, now is the time, the right time to start serious studies about this area. Joe, I think there's an opportunity that we should find funding to go and live in Etna. And live in Etna, yes. Sign me up. There's the opportunity. They need studies done. We could do this. We can. We can be. Uh, yes, we can do the studies. Uh, I will volunteer myself for the, for the for science. 
for Absolutely. the cause of science. Um, on that note, we are at the, be- the beginning. Uh, it's hard not to be super excited about, uh, about what's going on with Aetna. It is just the beginning, but the quality is already so high. The story of people like you coming back and finding these very old vines um, and the kind of thrill of living on a, on a volcano, it's hard not to be so, so excited. We're at the beginning of, of, uh, of quality wine on Mount Etna. We're at the middle, though, of In the Drink. So we're going to take a quick, uh, quick break. We'll be right back. Thank you. Tomorrow, everyone in the world would have enough food to eat that was culturally appropriate and delicious. The planet would be thriving because all the food would have been grown and produced in a way that sustains us, both our bodies and our our world. But man, I do not have a magic wand. What I do have is you and this radio station, the Heritage Radio Network. That's what we're here to do. We're here to help Lead the way to a future that's more delicious, that's more fun, where we're healthier, where the plant is healthier, and we want you to be a part of that. We can't do it without you. As a nonprofit radio station, we depend on the support of our listeners. So take a minute out of your day, visit the website, and click the big beating donate tab. Throw us a few bucks. Every bit helps. We're counting on you. Michter's Distillery is a proud sponsor of In the Drink and HeritageRadioNetwork.org. At Michter's, our passion is making the finest whiskeys possible. When you only make small batch and single barrel whiskeys like Michter's does, your whiskey has to be perfect. No detail is too small, from careful attention to the wood used in the construction of our barrels to lower barrel entry proof before heat-cycled aging in advance of exacting chill filtration. And no whiskey gets bottled until Michter's master distiller says it's just right. Michter's cost be damned, taste is everything attitude is apparent in every sip of its smooth, rich whiskeys. Is it worth it? A lot of spirits lovers seem to think so. Food & Wine magazine called Michter's the best American whiskey. Bon Appetit said, it's amazing. And the Wall Street Journal had one special word for Michter's. Phenomenal. For more information, visit michters.com or simply visit your favorite bartender or retailer and ask for Michter's. All right, we are back on In the Drink with uh, Giuseppe Russo from Girolamo Russo Winery on, I keep messing up, how do you say your father's name? Girolamo. 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 Girolamo Russo uh, on Mount Etna. Um, uh, I have one silly question for you and then uh, some more serious questions. Um, is it dangerous? Is it dangerous to live on an active volcano? Because to me, it seems very scary. 
no dangerous no for the for the life for the properties for the house uh, it's good uh, it's it's called dangerous uh, but not for life uh, for for us uh, the etna the mountain etna is uh, uh, a madam is <laughs> uh, um, uh, almost a, a, a mother no? like a mother yes like a mother it gives uh, it gives life a, and can a, take a it good, away. A good person, a good uh, present, present. Oh, good presence, like yes. a benevolent mother. Yes. Not a strict disciplining mother who says you're bad. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that went over his head a little. <laughs> All right. Uh, so when, once you start diving in to Etna wines as a wine lover and you get interested in it, you find that there are different crews of Etna wine. Yes. Um, can you explain uh, the crew or contrada system? And um, I, I know you have wines in several of the crews and talk about the, the different crews. But first, mm-hmm. first, how many different crews are there or contradas? Are there very many? Is it small? And where are they all located? Very, uh, many contradas mm-hmm. now. now. Uh, 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 we st- we started as producers in Etna to to make Contrada wines, and uh, in since uh, the last uh, ten, uh, ten, uh, 10 years, it's too uh, too early to to uh, to understand well the characteristic of each Contradas. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, there are uh, uh, difference, important difference. Sure, uh, I have uh, vineyards in, uh, in three different contradas, and uh, near to uh, San Lorenzo is and uh, Feudo are very close, two kilometers of. But change, change the altitude, 100 of difference of altitude. San Lorenzo at 750 meters, Feudo at 650 meters. And the, the, the wines are very different. The same, the same volcanic soil, but different age of ages of lava flow eruptions uh, different composition of uh, of uh, ground different uh, microclimates uh, different climates <coughs> between north south east south mm-hmm. but different microclimates in uh, in a same contrada yes. so if you were to picture you know i think a lot of people or at least me as a new yorker think of a volcano and it just being a cone and it's yes. it's not like that right i've been to etna only once but it's really sort of a large park with many hills and valleys and uh i know that you're on the north side yes of etna. yes my my vineyards are, are, are in the north side the the area the doc area is uh, as a shape of uh, a horseshoe and uh, uh, mm. in, in the northern area, traditionally, is uh, the northern area traditionally is uh, famous for red wines, 
the Nerello Mascalese, that is the, the main grape for, uh, for Etna. Uh, the East is famous for the white wine, white wines, uh, the Caricante, the main grape for Etna white wine. Uh, in the south, you can find Nerello all uh, together, Nerello Mascalese, the other indigenous grape, Nerello Cappuccio. Uh, the altitude in my area, the northern area, uh, goes uh, from uh, 600, 600 meters to 800 mm-hmm. meters. But you can find... Uh, uh, you can find... Uh, uh, higher uh, 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 vineyards in uh, in higher part. In your opinion, where is the best, the optimal altitude for Nerello Mascalese? In I I think where the the there are the the older vines. Mm-hmm. You can uh, there. You can find uh, the best, uh, the best uh, more quality, important. more quality, and the medium uh, between uh, seven, six, sixty. This area is for me all differently, but uh, all important. And what is? Why do people grow Norello Capuccio? It seems that Mascalese is the the famous one. What yes. is Capuccio? Add to the wine, and it's always in such a small amount. I know you add maybe two percent. I use uh, on my wine a, a very small percentage of uh, Nerello Cappuccio because uh, in the north, uh, northern area, uh, not so diff- diffuso, uh, not so common. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 you can use Nerello Cappuccio uh, to uh, correct the problems with maturation of ne- Nerello Mascalese. Be- it ripens earlier. Ne- Nerello Mascale- Mascalese mature very late. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here because the harvest starts in the, month, the next month. month. Uh, in October uh, is the harvest for, uh, for Etna wines. Very late. And uh, Nerello Cappuccio is less uh, less tannic, uh, more colored, mm-hmm. and uh, and fruity. Uh, but uh, I think uh, alone uh, is good for uh, simply wine, mm-hmm. for a simply wine. But the Nerello Nerello Mascalese has a, a, a vitality, an energy. Mm-hmm. It really does. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trisha, now you brought us a, a, uh, one of Giuseppe's wines. What do, what do you have here? Yes, this is the 2012 San Lorenzo Contrada uh, bottling of his Etna Rosso, which is 100% Nerello Mascalese. And you really do get that excellent mineral backbone and that finesse that you expect from well-produced Nerello Mascalese and old vines. Um, very judicious use of wood and oak, which I'm sure he can tell you more about uh, with his wines. Yeah, and I think you uh, nailed one of those kind of the things about Etna wines that I always appreciate is that minerality to it. It's a red wine 
that has a lot of minerality. And sometimes you find red wines with minerality that are from much cooler climates from up north, like Valle d'Osta red wines or or Cru Beaujolais or something like that. But this is, you know, a, a relatively ripe uh, wine that is that has a ton of minerality and a lot going on with it. It's, yeah. I think comparing it to the Valtellina Nebbiolos is probably one of the most spot-on comparisons because it has that leanness and that essence of the land that you get from these high-altitude sort of climates, um, but that minerality just lifts it on the palate so you don't get a heavy, sort of sticky or cloy sort of fruitiness to it. You just get beautiful elegance. Yes. And in the in the winery, what is your what is your goal? Trisha said that you have a judicious use of oak. I don't pick up that much that many oaky notes on here at all. For this wine, uh, but I use uh, about vinification. Okay, uh, I use naturalist. It's too important for me to uh, and uh, medium uh, macerations. Uh, on the skins, uh, the, the for this wine, uh, 15 uh, years, the the time of the fermentation, alcoholic fermentation, and uh, after uh, five five days more, and uh, then uh, then uh, the elevation in the in the in barrels, uh, French French uh, barrique uh, tonneau, but used. And uh, for 16, 18 months. And then the bottle. This. Well, it is a fantastic wine. Thank you so much for sharing it with us and for sharing your stories. Um, and I, I appreciate that you don't use the new French oak at all in this because um, it's, it's a, it, it just really helps bring the wine together. And you're not picking up too many oaky notes, which uh, this, the land of the terroir of Etna is so special that... Uh, I'm glad to see that you're not you're not kind of covering that up at all. But thank you so much. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Trisha. Thank you so much. From Absolute pleasure. Pane Bianco, you guys have fantastic wines, and uh, thanks for for sharing him with uh, with us for this morning. Absolutely. Uh, thanks also to uh, to Jack. Um, we didn't have Jory in the studio today. Feel better, Jory. Uh, he had a, a little injury this morning, so we're, we're all thinking about him. But uh, thanks, Jack, our engineer, for making sure that the show runs smoothly and all that you do. And thanks to all of you guys for listening. This has been another episode of In the Drink on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us with questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. 